Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello everyone, welcome back to Into the Deep. I know that it hasn't been that long for all of you, you were listening to me last week, but has been a few weeks for me and in that time I've been to the other side of the world, I've been to Rome, the heart of our, our Catholic Church, I've been to Portugal to celebrate World Youth Day with another 1.5 million young Catholics, which was an incredible experience. I've been to Mass with the Pope and got to catch up with Father Greg. And if you've been missing him, he will be back in our ears next week, which is super exciting. I know you'll be looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to having him back on the mic as well. And yeah went to Fatima, um, got to pray for Our Lady's intercession, and I prayed for all of you beautiful podcast listeners as well. And yeah, now, now I'm back here, back in Gosford, and definitely filled with, I think, that that fire, that Holy Spirit fire that was needed. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this week's gospel today. So yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's dive right in. Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Wow, I think whenever we read these kind of stories in the Bible where Jesus shows up for people in this incredible way, when he he brings the dead back to life, he heals the sick, he, you know, feeds the five thousand, all of those incredible stories, there's so much to reflect on and unpack. And so I think really the there's two main things that I really want to dive into because I think like with every story from the Gospels, we could sit and unpack it for a thousand years and still have so much to say. But the main two things that really jumped out to me when I was reading and reflecting and praying with the Gospel for this weekend is, I think, first of all, really the way that Jesus is highlighting here the universality of our faith and the fact that the kingdom of heaven is open for everyone. And I think to really understand what he's actually doing and the power of what Jesus is revealing here, we have to really put ourselves back in the context of which he was speaking. And so we know that this woman is a Canaanite woman. And typically in this time, everyone was very much separated. 
So we know that the Israelites were God's chosen people. And so God was specifically looking out for them and supporting them towards making it into the promised land and that kind of thing in the Old Testament. And so we we see that and then we see Jesus here and this Canaanite woman who is not the house of Israel, is not Jewish. And yet Jesus is, he sees her faith and he rewards her faith. He heals her daughter. And you see the disciples, they're like, come on, like, let's hurry up, you know, let's move away. Get her to stop shouting after us because we're not here for her. We're here for the Jewish people. And yet that is not actually the case with our faith because we know that our our church is meant to be open for everybody, that everybody is invited in. And actually um, at World Youth Day this year, Pope Francis in his opening address, he like really hammered this in a bunch of times. You know, he spoke about this whole idea that the church is open for all, for all. Everyone is invited. We all have a place. We all have a place in the church. I think here Jesus is really showing us that. He's really highlighting this because we see this encounter between Jesus and this Canaanite woman and the way that it highlights these themes of faith, humility, and ultimately, like I said before, the universality of Christ's message. Despite being from a different culture and a background, she recognizes Jesus's authority, recognizes him as the son of God and seeks his help for her daughter's affliction. And we see her humility as she kneels before Jesus, she pleads for his mercy and her request might initially appear to be denied by Jesus's response, which, like I said before, kind of references the common Jewish sentiment of prioritizing their own people, as we see in other stories throughout the Bible and as was the case in the time. And yet woman's response, the woman's response here showcases her deep faith and trust in Jesus. She recognizes her place as an outsider, but she is also believing in Jesus' capacity to extend his grace beyond cultural boundaries. Her assertion that even the dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table displays her humility and profound understanding of Jesus' abundance and compassion. And in this passage, Jesus commends the woman for her great faith and grants her request, healing her daughter instantly. And this really shows us that Jesus' mission extends way beyond a specific group or ethnicity. It underscores the universality of his message of love, healing, and redemption for all people. The Canaanite woman's faith serves as an example for believers of all times, reminding us that persistence, humility, and an unwavering trust in Jesus can lead to transformative encounters and profound blessings. As we reflect on this passage, we are called to examine our own faith, Do we approach Jesus with the same persistence and trust, even when it seems like our prayers are met with silence or challenges? Do we recognize the universality of his love and message, extending compassion to those outside our own circles? This passage encourages us to cultivate a faith that persists through difficulties and embraces the depths of Jesus' mercy and grace. And we're encouraged to emulate this, this woman's faith that we are encouraged to approach Jesus with humility, persistence, and deep trust. Just as Jesus commended her for her great faith, may he also commend us for our unwavering belief and openness to his transformative work in our own lives. And 
I think that's something really important that we as believers know and believe today is that Jesus is still healing. He's still moving. The Holy Spirit is powering through the world, doing incredible things. And often we can think that these big miracles are simply reserved for Jesus's time or reserved for the saints or whatever, but they're actually happening all the time. I was reading that a girl while I was at World Youth Day, a girl that also attended World Youth Day, um, was actually healed at Fatima. Um, she was like going blind. She had a condition that she was losing her sight over time. And she was praying for a miracle, praying for healing at Fatima. And yeah, she was healed and she can see perfectly now. And it's pretty incredible. Like it's definitely an important reminder to us that like Jesus is still doing things. He's still moving. He's still healing. He still wants to heal us. And that might be physically, that might be mentally, spiritually, might be a insecurity that we have or a worry or a burden that we have. You know, he wants to take it all and heal us all. But it also raises an interesting question that I think a lot of us probably have either heard or had ourselves. I know it's one that I've definitely had myself throughout my my faith. Sometimes when we can hear these stories of other people being healed and if we're struggling with a physical or mental, spiritual kind of something that we would like to be healed of ourselves or someone in our life, often we can hear these stories and they can be kind of hard to hear because we think like, well, why haven't I been healed? Why am I still struggling with this insecurity? Why am I still struggling with this pain if Jesus wants to heal me? You know, does that mean that my faith isn't strong enough? And I think while I'm not a theologian by any stretch of the imagination, there are far, far wiser and more knowledgeable people than me if you want to dive deeper into this. Um, Something recent that I saw was an episode of The Chosen, given that TV show quite a few plugs the last few weeks, but it is so beautiful. And I'm not actually up to season three, but I saw a clip of it on TikTok and ended up going and like watching the whole clip on YouTube. So you can look it up if you like, but there's a scene in season three where we have little James. So there's, I can't remember what they call, I don't think they call him big James and little James, but they call little James, little James in the chosen. And he has a limp and it kind of comes up a couple of times through the other seasons, but you see it a lot more in season three. And there's this moment where Jesus is sending out the the disciples two by two and they're going to go and and they've been tasked with going out and healing people like Jesus has been doing and proclaiming the gospel like Jesus has been doing. And so they're tasked with this and little James comes up to Jesus in a private moment and it's this really beautiful moment between Jesus and James where James, because he has a limp, he's asking Jesus you know, how can I go out and heal people when I myself haven't been healed? And you can see that the true question that he wants to ask Jesus in the heart of this is why haven't you healed me? Because he's been watching Jesus heal other people and yet him as his disciple hasn't been healed. He still has his limp and, you know, he he walks a bit slower. He limps behind other people and he can't quite keep up with the disciples sometimes and they have to wait for him and you can see that at times he feels like a burden and you can also see at times that he starts to kind of like resent Jesus a little bit because he's like why are you healing all these people that 
you don't even know and yet I, I live with you and I journey with you and you haven't healed me you know I don't understand you know I really encourage going to watch the whole the whole episode but I love what Jesus says to him in return because it's so beautiful you know little James asks why haven't you healed me and you can tell it's coming from this really vulnerable place and I think we've all probably asked that question to Jesus at some point like why haven't you healed me Lord from this physical pain that I'm going through why haven't you healed me from this mental pain why haven't you gotten rid of this insecurity that I have or this like physical flaw that I'm embarrassed about or why haven't you healed me of this sin that I'm struggling with you know Lord why haven't you healed me and Jesus answers because I trust you and obviously that doesn't mean that he doesn't trust you if he has healed you you know that's a beautiful beautiful important story that we need in the church to remind us that Jesus is still alive doing incredible things through the power of the Holy Spirit that people are still being healed hearts are still being brought towards the Lord you know we need those stories we see that in the Bible those stories like have the power to convert people to bring people to the faith but Jesus also invites James to think about James's own story and Jesus says to him Think of the story that you have, especially in this journey to come, if I don't heal you, that you still praise God in spite of this, that you can be patient with your suffering here on earth because you know you'll spend an eternity with no suffering. I know that touched me really deeply because, you know, even this year there's been things that I've asked for, there's been healing that I've asked for that hasn't been answered and to be honest, sometimes that has led to resentment towards Jesus because, you know, it's this thing of knowing like, Jesus, I've I've encountered your love for me. I know that you're there for me. I know that you're here. I've seen you work in other people, but why aren't you doing that to me? Why aren't you healing me? Why aren't you doing to me what you're doing for them? And I I love Jesus's response here because it is so important that we realize like, Just as there is so much power in stories like we've read today that Jesus is healing people and doing incredible, incredible things. He's also doing incredible things in you if you haven't been healed. Like that your story can be just as powerful. It can be just as powerful to see Jesus heal someone and for them to be so overjoyed and so grateful to the Lord as it is to see someone that he hasn't healed and yet they still have faith, yet they still love the Lord they still actively trying to pursue him and love him and be involved in their faith you know that that is just a beautiful story and I don't know about you but I think I really needed to hear that and so I thought I would share that today because yeah sometimes it can it can kind of do a little something in our hearts you can feel a little bit uncomfortable or we can get a little bit frustrated or something when we do hear these stories of people being healed and I think this moment in this show well, obviously, you know, like fictional in terms of we don't actually know. Maybe there was that conversation between Jesus and the disciple. But I think it really reveals the heart of who we know Jesus to be, that he is so compassionate. He is so loving. He hasn't forgotten someone. He hasn't forgotten you if you haven't received healing. But rather, maybe that is a part of the story that Jesus has for you. You know, that despite your prayers not being answered in the way that you would hope, at least for now, we don't know we don't know what the plan is that ultimately there is still something really powerful that can happen from your story whether it's physical pain or suffering or mentally or 
spiritually or um yeah with like an insecurity or something that you are embarrassed about or it's like sin that you keep coming back to whatever it is and we think like jesus why haven't you just fixed this already why haven't you done something with this why haven't you healed me that we can be patient with our suffering because we know that we have an eternity waiting for us with no suffering we know that we can still praise God in spite of this because sometimes I have to remind myself this, that even if God never does another thing for me in my life, he's already done enough. Like he took my sin to the cross, suffered for my sin, suffered in the place of me, died and resurrected from the dead so that I might be with him forever in heaven. You know, like if Jesus never does another thing for me, if he never answers a single prayer that I have, like that is enough. And yet he is so good. He is so merciful. His blessings are so abundant that he still continues to pour them out on us. And yet to finish us off, I think connected to that, this whole idea of suffering is um, something that one of my fellow pilgrims that I went to World Youth Day with was sharing with our group on the last day. And we went to Fatima, which was incredible, beautiful, and there's this pilgrim walk that people do there. Um, if you haven't been there before, basically there's like this pathway of stone and people pray on their knees from the top of this hill all the way to the chapel, which is built where Mary appeared to the children of Fatima. And I did that walk, which you do on your knees, and it is quite painful, can confirm. I <laughs> still have bruises on my knees from it, but it was very very beautiful, very purifying. And one of the other pilgrims who also did the walk, he shared that what he was thinking of the whole time, because it was really painful. And there was a bunch of times where you think, oh, I just want to stop. Or, oh, this is too much. This is enough. And what he was thinking was, is you suffered more, Lord. You suffered more, Lord. And I think whatever we're going through, you know, some of us are going through far harder things than others, but whatever we are going through, knowing that however much we suffer that jesus he knows what it's like to suffer and he he knows and he's experienced it and yet he cries with us he suffers with us he loves us through all of that and he hasn't forgotten us and so yeah that's really been on my heart when i was reading this and it's a little bit of a another perspective on this week's gospel but i think it, it is really beautiful and yeah, I think take that maybe to prayer and definitely watch that. I'll link in the um, description of this episode. I'll link that clip on YouTube so you can have a look at it if you like. But it is very beautiful and I think a beautiful reminder to us that, you know, if God heals us like this woman, like her daughter was healed, then praise God. And if he doesn't, we still praise God because he is so good. He is still with us. He loves us. Yeah, let us end in some prayer together to finish off our... In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving and merciful Lord, in the story of the Canaanite woman, we find a beacon of unwavering faith and humble trust in your boundless compassion. Just as she approached you with persistence and humility, we come before your presence with open hearts and open spirits. Grant us the grace to persevere in our faith, even in times of doubt and uncertainty. Help us to trust in your wisdom and timing, 
knowing that your love surpasses all boundaries and differences. Like the Canaanite woman, may we approach you with humility, acknowledging our dependence on your grace. In our moments of weakness, remind us that even the smallest crumbs from your table are enough to sustain and heal us. As we encounter those from different walks of life, cultures and backgrounds, instill in us a sense of unity and compassion. Let us see the universality of your message and extend your love to those around us. Lord, just as you commended the Canaanite woman for her great faith, commend us as well for our persistent belief in you. May our lives be a testament to the transformative power of faith, humility and trust in your unfailing love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, well without end. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Know that I'll be praying for you, pray for us, and be very excited. Father Greg will be back next week. He'll give us a little update on um, what he's been up to on his long service leave, which I'm sure will be awesome. I'm so excited. So excited to have him back with me. And yeah, we'll be in your ears next week. God bless.